good morning and happy new year. The first Sunday of a new year, it's always such an exciting day, the potential of what this year might be. And I think a lot of us are kind of glad to see the back of 2020. But we know that God is faithful and he has been working things in and through us and he will continue to into 2021. So we're going to come and worship this morning, declare truth about who God is. I want to encourage you on this first Sunday, um, hoping a year where we'll be able to physically get back together and see what God is calling us to be as the church into this new year. But let's stand and sing right now. Let's start this year as we mean to go on, lifting up the name of Jesus. So our team are going to lead us in worship this morning. Got a, a great morning planned. We're going to gather around God's word. Kids, there'll be a link for Kids Church and we'll sing a kids song in a few moments moment's time as well. But please let's stand and sing. Let's rejoice together this morning and let's declare the truth of who God is, that this far he has been faithful and he will continue to be throughout the rest of this year, no matter what happens. Uh, and so let's just declare that right now as we sing these songs of worship. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship Your holy name. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Oh, my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship your holy name. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me Let me be singing when the evening comes Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul Worship His holy name. We sing like never, sing like never before. Oh my soul, I worship Your holy name. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great. And your heart is kind For all your goodness I will keep on singing Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find You're so good Bless the Lord, oh my soul 
my soul worship his holy name sing like never before oh my soul i worship your holy strength is failing the end draws near and my time has come still my soul will sing your praise unending ten thousand years and then forevermore forevermore bless the Lord oh my soul Oh, my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship your holy name. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Oh, my soul, worship his holy name. Like never before, oh my soul, I worship your holy name. Yes, I worship your holy name. Yes, I worship your holy name. We worship you, Lord Almighty. When things seem bleak, we worship you. Our praises rise to you. Yes, I worship your holy name. You're the God that never fails. Worship your holy name. You never let us down. You're the anchor in the storm. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my life, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground. Firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ I stand. Then bursting forth in glorious 
built in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns and calls me home. Here in the power of Christ I'll stand. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home here in the power of christ i'll stand amen isn't it good just to come together and sing the truth of who god is that in and through jesus i've been reminded just just how in control god is through all of your life through all of my life god is sovereign god is in control and, and even when it looks like everything is out of control when Jesus lies dead in that tomb, all the disciples thinking, what on earth is going on? God is most in control. So I encourage you as we journey into 2021, whatever this year looks like, uh, this time last year, we didn't expect 2020 to look like it did, but we can hold secure uh, onto Jesus, who he is and what he has done. Uh, so what we're going to do now is, kids, uh, I want to encourage you, uh, stand up. We're going to start some marching. It's a song that we love. Uh, it's called King of Me. So we're going to uh, march to this song and declare out, Jesus, you're the King of Me. Uh, a link to Kids Church will come up. You can watch that while your parents and carers and adults are watching uh, me preach in a few moments time or later on this afternoon uh, for virtual Kids Church. But come on, everybody, let's uh, let's enjoy this song and let's worship together as one family, Oasis Community church right now. My God's the king of the giants, my God's the king of the lions, my God's the king of the creatures of the deep, my God's the king of me. Have you heard the story by my friend King Dave? Wouldn't let the giant stand in his way He said, hand me my sling Cause he's not that tall My God is bigger and I watch him fall My God's the king of the giants My God's the king of the lions My God's the king of the creatures of the deep My God's the king of me Have you heard the one about this guy called Dan? Yes, he was a mighty, holy, praying man They said, throw him to the den of the scary beast But God saved a hero from the lion's teeth yeah. My God's the king of the giants My God's the king of the lions My God's the king of the creatures of the deep My God's the king of me
is more than history You will do the same for me Like Jonah and the whale at sea When I'm lost and afraid All alone in the dark You're with me Oh, you're with me My girl's the king of the giants My girl's the king of the Well, it's so good to get moving and praise God together, isn't it? All ages, young and old. Uh, kids, please do click on the link and enjoy virtual Sunday school at some point today. Uh, and just to let others know, tomorrow evening we're going to have our Zoom prayer meeting at 7.30, uh, a space where you can just come and pray and be together, see each other and, and pray for each other and for, for our church. I think this year is going to be a real significant year and uh, prayer is where we need to start. And so um, we're going to have our 21 days of prayer in June. We do that every single year. Uh, but please, if you're able to uh, join us tomorrow as we pray together, just I sense the weight of importance just for us to come together and pray. So if you can join us, do be there. But right now we're going to dive into God's word. So grab yourself a Bible. We're going to be in Philippians chapter two. Uh, we started this study at the end of last year. We've got through Philippians chapter one. So if you want to nip online at any point and watch those services, watch those messages, then please do. But as we enter this new year, I love how we're starting it by reading Philippians 2. We've just been working our way through Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. And I just think this is some really significant verses to start a year with. Uh, it makes us look like we knew what we were doing. Uh, but it's just it's just God's timing on us starting these verses as we enter this new year. Um, because in chapter two, Paul reminds the church in Philippi just what it means to be the church. If you remember, he, he's, he's spoken about what the main thing is. He's spoken about keeping the main thing the main thing. If you remember back last year, the main thing for Paul is the gospel, who Jesus is, that he is the true king and his kingdom has come and his rule and reign is here. And uh, he, what he has done is that he has died for your sin, that which kept you out of relationship with your father. And, and he has died and he was buried. There's no doubt that he died because he was buried and uh, he rose again. And uh, the, this final and complete complete dealing with all that's kept us from God uh, has been dealt with. Uh, and that's the story. That is what's in Paul's view as he share the, shares these words with the church in Philippi, reminding them what it means to be the church. That's what Paul is saying. And so if the gospel is at the heart, then what Paul is going to go on now and talk about is the heartbeat, the beat of that heart. The gospel is the heart. So here's the beat. And what comes is going to be so practical, so relevant to the original hearers of this letter. And I think so relevant for us today. So uh, as we come out of what has been a really tough year, a year where we've seen so many different opinions being shared, so many things that we've taken for granted have been taken away from us. I think Paul's words in these verses are so important to us as we start this year together. So grab your Bible. We're going to dive in into uh, chapter two, verse one. And if you want a title, then it is the beating heart of the church, the beating heart of the church. And Paul writes this in verse one of chapter two. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the spirit, if any affection and mercy make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, 
united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others more important than yourself. Everyone should look out not for his own interests, but rather the interests of others. Wow, some really powerful verses there. Father, as we as we just unpack these words, I pray, Spirit, will you quicken our hearts to hear your voice, stir our hearts to live like you and help me, this sinful speaker right now, uh, to not look like I've got it all together, but actually I'm willing to journey together, each one of us, uh, seeking to live, love and look like you as we step into 2021. So help us by your spirit right now for your glory. Amen. Amen. Oh, now, have you ever been really thirsty? Have you ever just been dying for a drink? I remember um, I got sunstroke a number of years ago. I was on mission in Pakistan and we'd been in central Lahore for a whole day doing what we were doing. And I just had completely forgotten to drink and my body was just drained of all water. Man, did I regret that for the next few days. I have never been so ill in all my life. I hadn't realised just how much fluid the body needs. It's amazing, isn't it? You, you can survive quite a length of time without food, but without water. And my body had completely dried up. I remember getting an ice cold drink of water and it was so refreshing, but one drink wasn't enough. I needed more. I just kept filling up that cup. Uh, that experience made me realise just how much the body needs water continually. And I think that's a little bit like what Paul is speaking of in these verses. He says in verse two, make my joy complete. Paul has just come out of chapter one of encouraging the church to live as citizens of heaven. When he says that, he doesn't mean waiting around until we die so we get to get out of this challenging world. I'm a Christian, get me out of here so I can live with God. He's talking about living now on earth in order to usher in God's kingdom here on earth right now, living as God's citizens, citizens of heaven here on earth right now. That's what he's talking about. And he's spoken to them about their current suffering about how, how God is with them in and through it. And their suffering is, is a, an opportunity for God to reveal his grace and his mercy and his love for them. And now he writes about what should be at the heart of authentic community. And he says, if then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete. Paul has spoken a lot about joy in these uh, verses in this letter. It's a major theme. It's his, his letter of joy. And it's almost like that, that cup of joy is getting filled up. It's like, oh, that joy tastes so good. And in verse three, he says, I give thanks to my God when I remember you always praying with joy. There's another little bit of joy just filling up my cup. Mm, it tastes so good. And then in verse 18, he says, as long as Jesus is being preached, then in this I rejoice. That, that word rejoice, it's the, the verb version of joy. It's like there's more joy. It's just like it's filling my cup up. It is, oh, mm, that joy, it tastes so good. And then in verse 19, he says, I will continue to rejoice. And it's like now I want you to make my joy complete when he gets into verse two. It's like, whoa, make my joy overflow, fill up my cup. It tastes so good. Will you fill up my cup with joy? Make my joy complete. It's like Paul is saying that out of the overflow, make my joy overflow by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in the spirit, intent on one purpose. See, Paul is a pastor. 
I've just got a wet floor. But Paul is a pastor. He's got a pastor's heart. The joy that comes to a pastor when they see the community that they're leading, not just expecting to experience what they need, but being willing to be a part of making it happen, of actually investing what is needed to make it joy filled together be about making this community what we know it's meant to be. It can be so easy, can't it, to focus on the negatives. What isn't working in life? Why certain things aren't as good as they should be? Paul says, don't focus on that which is not working in community. Cast your mind back to that which has been good. If there is any consolation, any encouragement, sorry, in Christ, if any consolation in love, any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, an equally valid translation of these verses would be, since there has been encouragement in Christ, since you have experienced these things, you know what it's like because you've had it. You've had moments, you've had taste, you've glimpsed it. You can recall these moments when someone met your need that you had, when someone went out of their way to serve you, when someone was so kind after everything you said and did. It can be so easy to miss the good in church because we focus on the negatives. We assume the worst rather than thinking the best. Paul says, think on the best. Recall that which is good. Let that shape who you are and what you're doing. Let the comfort that comes from belonging to this family be what inspires you to live as this family. This will fill my joy to overflowing. Church, I want to encourage you and say you're an amazing church. You, what you've been doing just during this COVID season and even during Christmas, I was just recalling the last few days, what connect groups and individuals got up to in our church during this past Christmas. Hampers for excluded kids, helping pay people's rent in our church that you, you won't even know some of these stories just because we're not going to share them just for respect of privacy and people's dignity in our church. But you have helped that through the Christmas bill, supporting <coughs> Christians in prison that are just trying to follow Jesus and live that out in the midst of some of the mistakes they've made in life. Hampers for frontline services in our town. We've given hampers out to people, food bank donations, not to mention supporting the, the masses of people around the world through Elam missions that have been impacted by this awful pandemic that we've been going through. Oh, church, how you inspire me. Inspire me to be committed to this community, committed to being authentic in this community. Uh, committed to leading this community better than I ever thought I could just wanting to do it better to be a member of this church family you inspire me to do that and that's what Paul is getting at here in light of who you have been no authentic community because you've been an authentic community so fill my cup to overflowing how by being that authentic community but how Paul how where do we start and Paul says unity if the heart of an authentic community is the gospel, the gospel is so vital to, to be at the centre of who we are, what, who Jesus is and what he has done. To have that at our heart, Paul then says the heart beat, the first beat of that heart is unity. Make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. This is like actors in a play. We've got some actors in our church, you'll know this much better than me. But when you go and see a play, not every actor has the same lines. That would make for a really, really dull play. 
there are different characters, different lines. The actors look different. But ultimately, the, the role of each of those actors is to tell the story. They're, they're unified around that goal as the cast to make sure the story is told the best way possible. It's a little bit like what Paul is saying. Not that we're acting our way through being the church, faking it until we're making it. That's where my metaphor falls flat. But that we're different characters, different personalities, different passions, different giftings. But no matter how different we are, we've got the same mind towards what we know is most important. That the story is being told through our lives, through our community. The gospel is the heart of who we are. That is what we unite around. Not that we're all the same and we all like the same music. Not that we have the same opinion on whatever the issue is of the day. Not that we are all the same age or the same ethnicity. In fact, the very point is that we're all different and yet we love each other. We are committed to each other because we've experienced the love of Jesus that is committed to each one of us. And we're united around that. It's impossible without the Spirit's help. United in spirit, Paul says. Authentic community can only happen with the help of God. Otherwise, we lose heart and we give up. But only with the Spirit's help. We get to live in such a way that people will look in from the outside and say, how does that work? I don't understand. How, how can you do it? And we're like, it's Jesus. It's got to be Jesus. But you disagree on this. And that's what the world is at loggerheads with. Parties are fractioning. People are against each other because of this issue. And yet you won't be divided. How? It's, it's got to be Jesus. See, unity is not enough. Terrorists have unity. Political parties have unity. Dictators can inspire unity. But unity around the gospel filled with the spirit of God. Oh, church, that we would see how significant these verses are as we go into 2021. We get the chance to establish some stuff as a church, re-establish some stuff. So much of this last year has turned everything on its head. Maybe this year is an opportunity, 2021, where we can ask, what are we actually uniting around? What are we going to be? How does that impact what we do, how we do it, why we do it? Can you imagine if we, the church in Stratford, if the church across our nation were about this in 2021? Instead of being known for being divided into different factions, we pursued unity. In our churches, in our families, with our neighbours, in our streets. To be an authentic community with the gospel at the heart, the first beat is unity. That's what Paul says. And he says the second B, if it's unity, unity, the second B is unity, humility, unity, humility. These are the two beats the gospel at our heart will beat to. Gospel is our heart. Paul goes on in verse three and he says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider that others are more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. Seek unity, Paul says, having the same mind, loving each other like Jesus in the spirit and seek humility. Oh boy, our world needs a church that lives like this, that lives to this heartbeat. Not about my wants and my needs. Can you imagine families, churches, businesses, schools start living like this, believing that others are worth it, are of value, that we're going to listen to you? C.S. Lewis said of humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking about yourself less. That's what Paul says here. See, humility is not woe is me, looking in the mirror and convincing ourselves that we're not anything, I'm not worth anything. That's as much pride as looking in the mirror convincing yourself how amazing you are. Why? Because they're both about me. Me, myself and I, 
both looking in the mirror. Humility is not looking in the mirror. Humility is looking out the window, seeing others and not just seeing them, not only acknowledging them, but actually going beyond attitudes and actually allowing it to impact our actions. Everyone should not look to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. This is seeing them as Jesus sees them. When we see them, suddenly we see Jesus in them and we start to look and we see Jesus within them and we say, do you know what? I'm going to serve you because I'm serving Christ in this moment. Actually, that moment then doesn't become a chore. It becomes an act of worship. Not just Sunday worship, but everyday worship. Church, can you imagine if in 2021, husbands put the interests of their wives before their own? Parents, we put the interest of our kids above our own. Church, could you imagine if we actually started to live these words as the church? Not just as we gather that we can show it to each other, but in everyday life. Can you imagine families coming together to seek to live like this with other families in our church? Maybe they all go to the same school and they start to, to invite other families from that school into their little group of families. And suddenly those families in the school start to see, man, you guys act differently to us. You're like committed to each other. You love each other. What's that about? And suddenly we start to see how putting other people's interests above our own starts to see the gospel, the heart of the gospel being spread through the heartbeat of unity and humility. Can you imagine if those that feel stirred to, just to get involved in the same event each week in our town? They start going together, whatever it is, the part run or something like our library, whatever it is, whenever it is. But they start living this stuff out together can you imagine what could happen if we started living like that? One early church father said of the pagans looking in on the church, he said, the pagans said, behold how these Christians love one another. Oh, that this is what living in our town, whatever the place you call home is, that if we, the followers of Jesus that gather could live like this, with the help of the spirit and the determination to keep our heart on the gospel, we would live to the beat of humility and unity, humility and unity in 2021. Because when we do, I'm convinced Jesus is seen. And this is the story that we're all part of telling. And this is what Paul goes on and says in these next few verses that I'm going to end with this. These few verses from verse five. Something that it might have been a poem or maybe a hymn of the early church. But just listen to these words. Let them sink in. He says this. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name. So that name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. Wow. Let us never lose the focus. I know for me going into this new year, after all that 2020 has been, I'm going into 2021 with these verses at the core of who I am. I'm, I'm going to seek to memorise these verses so that no matter what God has me do this year, no matter what I get up to this year, my attitude will be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be exploited. 
we live in a rights-based society, don't we? These are my rights. You, you need to understand my rights and, and bend to my rights. This is what I'm entitled to. Entitlement is so rife within our culture. Our rights are at the forefront of who we are. Jesus had more rights than any of us. He was God, but he laid down his entitlement. He didn't exploit his position for his own gain. He knew who he was. He was secure in who he was. And because of that, he didn't need to prove anything. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant. Servants have no rights. Servants are slaves. Do you remember how Paul starts this letter Back in verse one of chapter one of Philippians, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, slaves of Jesus. That's to say there's one who has ultimate say over my life. Jesus is the one who determines how I get to live. Not me. I empty myself like he emptied himself. He became a servant. So I become a servant. Don't underestimate just what a powerful posture that is in the kingdom of God. Jesus had the highest position in the universe but he took on the lowest posture in society, that of a servant. I wonder what it would look like for us to empty ourselves of entitlement in 2021. Instead of living for my rights and demanding my rights, we seek to serve as a servant like Jesus. It's not a vision that's going to bring people flocking in, is it? It's not the high impact vision that most are used to at the beginning of a new year, but it's the vision we have of Jesus who did not consider equality with God something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus took up that cross, that which was of benefit to everybody else, not out of selfish ambition, instead in humility, considering others more important than himself. I wonder if this is who we could be going into this new year. A year that I think is about rebuilding some stuff, re-establishing some priorities. It's about putting back the important stuff first. Is it easy? No. Paul never says living like this is easy. He doesn't, because it's not. But he does say that when we live like this, something monumentally can happen. Verse nine, he says, for this reason, God highly exalted him, Jesus, and gave him the name that is above every name. So at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God, the father. See, when we live like this, when we empty of ourselves of entitlement, Jesus starts to get exalted. Jesus starts to be put in his rightful place. Do you remember the gospel is the main thing, who Jesus is and what he has done. And when the church, when we live, love and look like this Jesus starts to get exalted and at some point God may exalt you too but let's leave that to God leave the exalting to the one who does the exalting the best leave that up to God because that's what he's best at and what we get to focus on is living to make sure Jesus is seen living in a way that Jesus did in humility and unity being emptied of entitlement could we exalt Jesus in 2021 could we be the church that seeks to live by the help of the Holy Spirit with all unity and humility, following the example of Jesus by being emptied of entitlement to see Jesus exalted and more and more and more and more people come to know him this year in our town? If you're up for it, then I want to invite you to step into 2021 as us OCC together, thinking the same way, having the same love, united in the spirit of God, intent 
on one purpose, doing nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, we start considering others as more important than ourselves. Looking not to our own interests, but rather to the interests of others, adopting the same attitude of that of Christ Jesus, who did exist in the form of God, but didn't consider equality with God something to be exploited, taken advantage of. Instead, he emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of you and me, humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. I don't know about you, but I need God's help to live like that this year. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to get it wrong a lot more than I get it right. I'll need your patience. I'll need my family's patience, my friend's patience. I'll need their love. I'll need your fellowship. I will need to be daily filled with the spirit of God. I'll need to be reminded to keep the gospel the main thing because I forget. I'm going to need to be reminded just who I am. I'm going to need help to seek unity in humility. I'll need to be encouraged to be emptied of entitlement. And this is why we're the church. This is what OCC is about. Journeying together, spurring one another on, speaking the truth in love, seeking to live love and look like Jesus. So right now, our elders are going to pray over each one of you as we start this new year. Maybe right now as you're prayed over, take a moment also to pray for somebody else in our church. Maybe somebody who doesn't know Jesus yet, but you're praying they will. Whoever comes to mind, pray for them. Say amen to the, to the end of the prayer that you hear. Say amen for that person that you're praying for. Let's be united in this moment, as distanced as we are, where you can unite in this moment, this act of, of humility and unity before our God at the start of 2021. United in heart, united in love, united in prayer for each other, seeking each other, serving each other with humility as we start 2021, seeking to live, love and look like Jesus. So we're going to pray for you right now. Lord, we thank you for your amazing grace and your compassion and kindness towards us. It's your grace that has sustained us in the year that has been, uh, for many, one of the most challenging years that we will have ever faced. Um, and so, Lord, we thank you that you've you've kept us, you've provided for us, you've shaped us and changed us and moulded us to be come even, even more like you throughout this process. Lord, we thank you for the ways that your gospel has advanced in the year that has been. And so, Lord, we look ahead to 2021 and we ask of God that you would shape in us and form in us, form in us even further uh, the, 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 the character of Christ, the, the values of the kingdom, that we would live more clearly uh, and, and intentionally uh, focused upon those things, that your kingdom might come on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, that we might be uh, good ambassadors of your kingdom, that we might express love and joy and peace to, in a world that is broken and lost and hurting and, and as, it, uh, as it works out the implications of what has been. And so, Lord, we trust you. We put our trust and faith in you unreservedly, completely, wholeheartedly, 
because this mission that you've called us to to be a part of is yours this life that you've called us into it stems from you and flows from you may lord we as your people here your representatives in stratford upon avon and the wider district may your life flow from us as we step into the environments in which we step into that we might not be uh, shaped by those cultures but we might shape the cultures and the environments for your glory and your name's sake lord would you help us would you help us to be the kind of people that you've purposed us to be may we be full of your holy spirit may we have ears to hear and a heart of courage to live out the life that you've purposed for us in 2021 in jesus name i pray amen heavenly father our thoughts in the beginning of a new year traditionally bring self-examination and you ask us through the prophets father to examine and probe our ways and turn back to the lord and father as believers we know that only in christ our supreme example through the attitude of the emptying of ourselves of any entitlement and into unity and community with others can Jesus be exalted. So we thank you that through the many difficulties of 2020 and so many things which we have not always welcomed, yet with hindsight we see you graciously making changes in us to make us more like Jesus. And I ask, Father, that in the so many new things you wish to do amongst us this year, that you keep us close in every situation and opportunity to the fulfilling in each of our lives and those around us of all that you have for your glory to the coming of your kingdom on earth in Stratford-upon-Avon, as it is in heaven. Amen. I won't be overwhelmed Give me vision To see things like you do God, I look to you You're where my help comes from Give me wisdom You know just what to do God, I look to you Give me vision 
give me wisdom You know just what to do Father God, we look to you. We, we fix our eyes on you. We look up the mountains and we say, where does our help come from? It doesn't come from the, the top of the mountains. It comes from you, um, the maker of heaven and earth. And so we fix our eyes on you and we ask that uh, by the, the help of your spirit dwelling within us, you would give us the, the strength to be able to have the same attitude as you, Jesus, to serve you and your kingdom this coming year. So I just pray your blessing over every single person that's a part of Oasis Community Church online, whether you've been physically with us or not. We are praying for you as we go into 2021 that, that you would know the, the peace of his presence over your life, the love and the affirmation of the father, the full commitment of the son and the empowering presence of the spirit as we seek to live, love and look like Jesus this year. So more and more people can experience his kingdom. So have a blessed week. Uh, know that God is for you. He is with you. He loves you. Uh, and as a church, we're seeking to, to be for him and be with each other to reach those around us. So have a blessed week and we'll see you again online 1030 next week.